You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This, to me, is like the really fascinating material. We don't know what the answer is, but we're looking for patterns. I think we're looking at kind of a type of cosmic alchemy. The story slowly Still, a lot of people don't know that this technology actually exists. The possibilities here are pretty mind-boggling. We can't just believe. guys are expecting to hear Mark O'Connell, that's not who you're going to hear tonight. You're going to hear somebody else, and that's Heidi Hollis. Because last week, we did the recording with uh, Mark O'Connell, and we lost it. So that's why we've been in here for the last, what have we been, it's been like two hours, man, that we've been fooling with this stuff. (laughs) Something like that. And we had to connect one system and then reconnect another. But we've got backup recordings going on. <laughs> yeah. Our we, backup plans got back up. We, we got back up to the backup. And so, I'm, I'm deathly ill, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a good night here in Conspiracy Normal Land. <laughs> but Heidi, welcome to the show. And this is. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long yeah. time coming. I, uh, I've known about you ever since, uh, the ghostly talk, the early ghostly talk days. Oh, get out of Dodge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I enjoy those guys. They're really good guys. Yeah, absolutely. Scott L and Doug. I mean, they were a big, yeah. uh, big influence on me Oh, I bet. as well. And they had fun. They had fun doing the show. Unlike a lot of people, they get too darn serious all the time which yeah. you, you need to a certain extent but my gosh yeah right right <laughs> exactly I, yeah i totally hear you on that um yeah you were just on the new show the new ghostly talk not too long ago yep. actually yeah i was i was excited to hear from scott to have me back on and uh it just it just brought it all back it's like reminiscing it's like oh it's just this warm fuzzy place in my heart for those that show that's just they're they're really really good, and I I wish that, um, you know, things had gone on the whole time. But I'm glad he's resurrecting the show. Oh yeah, me too for sure. Um, yeah, one of my favorites, and I've been listening again pretty religiously as they put out new shows, and I think he's going back to like a uh, a weekly version now. So that's good too. 
And I think well, they're having more fun with it than doing it like they used to do, where they did the whole live, basically live podcast yeah. radio. I mean, at the time they started doing it, it was, uh, I mean, it was, they were, there was really no such thing as podcasting, really, if you really think about it. <laughs> true. Very true. And yeah, it was brand, yeah. <laughs> I understand that you you do or you have done some shows in the past yourself. Uh yeah, quite a few um, over the last I don't know fifteen years or something. Um, I helped out on a couple of shows and then I started my own. Um, I was on CBS Radio and then I jumped over to IRN and uh, jumped over to LNM and iHeartRadio. So I was doing up to eight shows a week up until. Yeah, up until just a, a few weeks ago, L&M uh, partially closed down, and um, I was doing three shows a week. So right now I'm just doing the one uh, called After Hours AM, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and it's on Thursdays. And uh, yeah, I have a good time. Eric Olson and Joel Sturgis, uh, they've been doing that show for over 10 years, and I joined them uh, for their first hour at least uh, most of the time now. So yeah, I mean, it's... It's a lot of work. I really enjoy it. And boy, my, my email is blowing up people looking for my show. And, and I'm like, I'll get back to it, I'm sure. But I'm kind of enjoying the hiatus. It's kind of cool. It's like, this is what the the wonderful winter looks like out here in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's right. Mess. You, uh, <laughs> you guys just got hit by yet again, like real lots of snow and... Uh cold temperatures and all that yeah i do not know what that is i i actually put a video this morning facebook live i was like i step out and it's all slushy nasty gushy i mean it was the exact consistency of a slushy at the 7-eleven i mean you just need a little red dye and man it it was and it was like a couple inches of it just gross really nasty (laughs) yeah i bet uh, yeah. You know, I read um, Jesus is No Joke, which, oh, I, did you? which I actually got quite a while ago. I actually oh. got it when it was like, I think you put it up for free on Kindle or something. I've done that for all my books pretty much. <laughs> and and I, I went ahead and grabbed it. But uh-huh. I, I, you know, I kind of want to focus on some on that book. But cool. I also want to look at, you know, some of your other writings, too, because, I mean, you've like I said, I mean, we've talking we just talked about it like you've been around for a long time writing about some yeah. of the paranormal stuff and some of the religious things as well yep. and i just kind of want to get like you know going into some of this what is your background with you know your kind of religious background background and then kind of like your background and in looking into like the paranormal like how did that all start mm-hmm. for you um, once upon a time, <laughs> no, when I was a kid, I grew up in a haunted house. <laughs> so I grew up in a haunted house and it was, um, it was horrifying. It was, it was terrifying. My, my mother had passed away when I was just seven years old. And that same year, our house became just overdone with <laughs> different things going on, mostly like a poltergeist like activity thing. But then something that I guess it was equivalent to more of a shadow being like presence and dark, demonic even. So um, that's how I, I essentially was looking for answers after uh, some of that stuff went on when I was a, a teenager in, in particular and uh, wanting to find some answers and, and, and know what was 
happening, you know, because uh, we were used to uh, ghosts. Okay, it, we were <laughs> we knew what me and my siblings we knew what uh, what it was to deal with something that was poltergeisty, and um, it was it was different when all of a sudden I had this strange memory of having seen a robotic toy clown. And I'm like, all of a sudden the memory came back to me and I'm like standing in the kitchen and my, my sister was sitting there and I'm like, Whoa, do you remember that when we were kids and we saw this, uh, this robotic toy clown and she looked up at me with such horror in her eyes. Like I thought that was a nightmare. I'm like, we don't share the same dream. You know, you go over there and draw what you saw and I'll draw what I saw. And, and it coincided. So I knew that, you know, this was something beyond ghostly. And, um, so I I was kind of keeping my eyes open for finding answers about, well, what the heck could that be? You know, a robotic toy clown? That's not a ghost. <laughs> it was just abnormal. And um, I, it took a while, but I, I came across uh, um, hearing of toys and whatnot being put out for kids to lure them. Um, by different alien beings. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this, uh, yeah. So that's what led me over towards looking into dark alien eyes. But um, I was raised Methodist. I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't like, uh, you know, Methodists, they're, they're rather laid back. <laughs> it's like come one, come all, really, really joyful, kind of looking for inspiration type of uh, faith-driven um, folks. And it wasn't like it was drilled in me. I mean, I, I, I just, um, I enjoyed having that notion that somebody has my back, you know, even if it's something that's invisible and I dealt with invisible things. So I knew of different forces and in all honesty, I couldn't imagine have gone through my childhood without having some kind of faith and background. And, um, but I'll tell you as, uh, you know, you go to, you go off to college and, I didn't know anybody who, you know, went home, you know, went to sleep early on a Saturday night just to get up early for church during, you know, <laughs> for while you're in your college years. And, and I, you know, I was starting to witness a lot of strange things. I mean, from UFOs to um, <clears throat> alien-like phenomena and um, just really strange, bizarre things. And even, uh, like... <sighs> out-of-body experiences, I guess you could call it. Not necessarily near-death experiences at that time, though I, I'm pretty sure I'd had some. Um, and so I started to grow a distance, I guess you could say, from my 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 religion. I, I was, I've never, never been an overly religious person, but faithful, yes. I would use that weak term of spiritual, you know. Sure. Um, it's like, I'm Christian. It's like, you know, forget it. It's like, that, that's just how I feel now. It's like, look, I, it took me a while to come back full circle to realize I needed my faith. I, I needed my faith um, I, in order to combat some of the darkness I was facing. I, I honestly was really surprised that um, you know, that I had even kind of stepped away from keeping that, that, um, I guess it was more ritualistic, the, the prayers and, uh, you know, going through the motions and stuff. I had my faith in God, but I felt that Jesus was a character in the Bible that had done this thing. And one day he'd come back, you know, um, little did I know that, uh, <laughs> you know, I, oh, this is important to know in my first book, the secret war I wrote while I was in college and, and I'd put in there, 
that because um, I'd witnessed so many odd things and seen angelic like beings and and you know a lot of people talking about oh I see Jesus in a tree trunk I see him in a bowl of soup and <laughs> I was like oh my gosh you know if Jesus were around I think I would have seen him by now that's exactly what I wrote in my book The Secret War and I equated it to you know seeing a hippo in the clouds and and now, uh, that was before you actually had the Jesus encounters. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. And and you know, I was trying to get the message out about, you know, the these shadowy beings and what they were doing, shadow people and and hatman and all this stuff and and here I had essentially bashed the notion that Jesus was, you know, in everybody's soup. And <laughs> you know, and and just before, and I'll tell you, I wrote that book in '97, The Secret War, um, where I named the shadow people and stuff. And it took me four years to get it published because, oh, I could name names. Let me tell you, some really big names out there who promised to publish my book and did not. And I mean, these are other paranormal and UFO authors who just so happened to have a publishing company of their own. So it got circulated quite a bit. So the shadow people name might have been leaked out by one of them, who knows, uh, before the book came out in 2001. Um, it took me a while. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it took me a while to get that book out. But just beforehand, just before I put it out, I had my first encounter with um, Jesus that just, I mean, it, it, it changed everything. And I had to rewrite parts of the secret war book because of it and i was glad to do it <laughs> yeah i want to get to that but i want to talk to you about like the hat man and the shadow people mm -hmm. and would i mean would you consider yourself um in a way kind of like a medium or like anybody in your family kind of like that growing up or <laughs> I'm too ordinary to have a title like that. Gotcha. I, I just, you know, people have told me, oh, that's what a medium does. I'm like, yeah. uh, my name's Heidi. I don't know. I have bad luck. I see a lot of stuff sometimes. Um, it, there's something. I don't know what it is. There's something in the family. I, I it, We could just all be really bad with our luck. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I really don't know. I don't go looking for trouble. I don't go looking for weirdness. I don't look for Jesus popping up. That's for sure. You know, it, it's just, it's kind of like when you get a deja vu and you're like, whoa, you know, it is that surprising to me because I never anticipate whatever the heck comes my way. And, um, and, and things have calmed down because I was, I lived in a hotbed of, of activity or something because Man, I, I just, I'd had enough. I, I mean, one house I was in just had nightly visitors. And and I really just put it out there to the ethers, like, leave me alone. I don't care why you died. <laughs> I'm not here to fix you, you know. And, uh, you know, it might seem cruel to psychics out there who are just like, oh, they just need a little t TLC. I, I think that's just not fair to always impress that upon the living and, um, yeah, so I, I just, uh, and when I, when I put my foot down to, to slow that roll of ghostly stuff, other things slow down. So it was like, once you close that door, everything, you know, squeezes through the same door, I guess. I am, but you know, it's been okay. I mean, I, I, it's not like everything has ceased. That's for sure. It's just easier to swallow. <laughs> sure. And like, well, like that. When did you encounter like the Hat Man being like the shadow people? Like, what was your kind of first encounter with that? Like, how did that happen? Uh -huh. 
Uh, Shadow People, the first one that I personally saw um, that I have categorized to definitely be Shadow People. Um, I was living down in, uh, I, I was out of state. I'm from Wisconsin, and okay. I was living in Iowa at the time. And I was staying with a, a family friend. And it was broad daylight. She and I were walking along. And, um, oh gosh, I don't know what year that was. But um, she and I were walking along. And <laughs> and I'm like, she's talking. And I swear, I'm seeing something in the corner of my eye. And I turn. And and I see this this big black mass jump from tree to bush to whatever. And it's following us. And I'm just like, I'm just just not I just can't believe what I'm seeing I'm like I'm seeing a black mass of something we get to our destination and it followed us the whole way there and then when we go to turn come back to her house this thing followed us again and by the time we got in the door I mean I was just bursting from the seams to tell her what the heck I saw and and I'm like I grabbed a piece of paper I mean we're still standing in the threshold of the doorway of the house I'm like I don't know what I just saw, but I saw this thing, and I drew what I've I've deemed to be called the head and shoulder shadow, um, <laughs> and um, and, and it's it, I I show her this, and I'm thinking that oh, and this this thing looks like uh, almost like a hulky man with its head directly connected to its shoulders, and <laughs> and I show it to my friend, and I'm thinking she's gonna start cracking up, you know, like what's wrong with you? And she takes a look at it, and she goes, oh, I don't know that guy. Yeah, he's been following me for years. I, I don't know what's his deal. And I'm like, what? And then she goes she goes to her dad, hey, dad, look, he's back. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, is he back? Oh, man, you know, and I'm just, I'm just in shock. And I'm like, you guys have dealt with this thing? I'm like, I mean, I saw this. And it wasn't uh, until I went up the stairs, I wanted to go grab my stuff and and I mean, I, I, I don't I don't even know how to describe the kind of terror that I, I was met with when I went upstairs to grab my things. And it was like a, an attic base uh, basement, an attic bedroom. And um, I grabbed my things. I turned around to leave the room. And that thing was blocking my way out of the room. Mm. Um, so, I mean, face to face and, and to say that you, your cells and your, your are telling you this, it was like my soul knew he wanted to kill me. And I knew if I, I swung at him or, or, or ran, he was somehow going to succeed in this it, or unless I died of a heart attack. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, the first time. So you basically kind of had to stand your ground. Kind of. I, I did, but, um, I knew that I had to resort to, saying a quiet prayer over and over and kind of closed my eyes yeah. and walked through him because mm. he was not going to move. I mean, he was just heaving over me and, um, I mean, just uh, red glowing eyes. I mean, the, just, just horrifying, horrifying. Um, when I got to the, I, I mean, I slowly walked, I mean, it took everything I had to walk to the, the top of the stairs. And I mean, by the time I got to the stairs, my legs were just jelly. I mean, I just like pretty much walked my arms and dragging my legs and I just fumbled down the stairs and boom. And my friend, you know, comes to see, you know, I hit the door and she had to open up the door. She was like, what happened? I'm like, I, I had no air. And all I, I could say was it's upstairs, you know, and, and she just looked and helped pick me up and slammed the door. I'm like, Oh 
my god it, it was it was horrifying it was horrifying so yeah no not, not a good thing but was, that was uh, my introduction to him so this was the hat man you could see like i mean when they people describe the hat no. man they said that he has like the you can see like it's, is it like a that's not the hat that's not the hat man okay that was not the hat man that was the head and shoulder shadow being uh the okay. hat man was uh it is a different entity and when i first introduced shadow people and the sh the hat man i called him the hat man shadow i had several uh categories that i put shadow people in i i i categorize um you know, the shadow cat shadow cloud shadow streak and head and shoulder shadow and then hat man shadow um and now the the only thing that was really strange when it came to Hatman, um, I had not experienced him. It was my college roommate who did, and um, I was uh, we we shared this two bedroom apartment, and you know pretty pretty regularly we would have something crazy going on. And this one night she shrieked like somebody was murdering her, and um, I was like, I mean, I just I bolted towards her room and the when I swung the door open I don't know how to describe to you like a something out of a horror film to see a person in so much fear she was crouched into the corner of the room trying to make herself as small as she can just I mean the death scream pointing and saying the man the man the man and and I'm like, it, now she had a door in her room that opened outdoors to to the porch. And I'm like, thinking somebody broke in. I'm like, what, 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 what man, what man? And and I'm just like looking. I'm checking the locks. I'm like, oh, everything's locked up. I'm like, what's going on? I'm looking around, and she couldn't she couldn't even get her words together. And when the first words, she's like, he disappeared when you opened the door. And I'm like, what? And she was a great artist, and she's the one who. Um, drew all these drawings for my websites and the famous drawings that everybody has kind of ripped off all over and took off the copyright. Um, <laughs> she, I mean, man, put it in their books. I, I mean, like, that takes a lot of nerve. I mean, yeah, my God. Weren't you one of the first to kind of talk about this, if not the I was first? The, I was the first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and my, and my, since my... you hear about it a lot, but, like, mm -hmm. this was back, like, what in the like mid '90s that you were talking about this? I sure did, I sure did, and it's like <laughs> I don't know. It, I it's like you know copyright says it all. That's all you gotta say. It's like you know it's like really it's like no you weren't you you're jumping on the bandwagon. I'm like do you know what I went through to get word of this out there because people poo pooed the notion of. You know, what is it? Shadow people. It's what you make that up. And it's like, no, I really didn't. <laughs> it's like um, the first opportunity that I, I'd spoken on it um, widely on, on Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. I, I At that point, I was not aware how widespread the phenomena had already become. I got slammed with hundreds of thousands of emails all I mean, at the time I had AOL, and AOL would take your emails and delete them if you had too many. I mean, they were deleting and loading up, deleting and loading. They were just oh, I lost so many, but uh, just in the thousands. And you know, it cracks me up. Um, 
I forget which show I was on, some TV show that I was talking about these beings. And <laughs> they asked me, how many of these have you, uh, you know, investigated or talked to people about or received emails? I'm like, thousands and thousands, I told them. Do you know, they they dubbed me and said, Miss Hollis has investigated uh, dozens and dozens. <laughs> oh. I'm like, wow. I mean, the downplay that goes on with this phenomena, it's its ridiculous. But, um, yeah, so I've been talking about this stuff for a very long time. Uh, and it's uh, its only getting worse. It really is. Um, I used to, like I said, I categorized the hat man as a shadow being. But I changed that. and But still, it's stuck. And people keep referring to him as a shadow being. He is not. Um, I just call him the hat man now, but people will say hat man shadow because, uh, before, but he is not. So is he more of like a, kind of like a solid looking more three dimensional? Oh, he sure the heck can be. Uh, Okay. He sure can be. He can go into a shadow like format, I guess you could say, but he's different. He is so different in what he does and what he says his approach and his feel, his vibe. I mean, he is the director of shadow beings, but there is mm, so far appears to be one hat man. Yeah. But uh, he's, he's different. He's something else. Is so is he more, I mean, I guess that you would describe his, him as more malevolent. <laughs> oh, I'd say so. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Can you say the the prince of malevolence? I guess <laughs> the prince of darkness, because uh, he will claim that if he talks huh. to you, he will tell you he is. He is. Um, he's something else. And now shadow people are okay. Shadow people they like to avoid. They like to. Uh, they don't like to be spotted. They really don't. Um, if they're spotted, you know, sometimes they'll pounce on you or charge you or choke you or or whatever. Um, they like when you're isolated, so, but, uh, hat man, he'll wait to get the respectful fear that he's looking for out of you. He'll wait till you get a good look at him and he'll even lean in within an inch of your face and of your life and smile. And, um, he's, he's a nasty bastard. Oh, he has something else. And, uh, yeah, he takes great pride in being recognized for the presence that he gives and the feel that he gives. And, um, it is something to be reckoned with, I tell you, to be in the presence of such a thing. And I had not, for all this while, not experienced him. I'd, I'd had him be behind me. I'd had people near me experience him. And I know it's a direct result of uh, what it is that I work in. But he never came at me. He would try to go after other people. And, uh, in fact, I didn't address what I was collecting and seeing when it came to him, as far as the emails, like pretty early on, people were distinguishing the difference between him and shadow people. And every time I went to go and write a, uh, on this, to write a book about it, I would get calls and emails from my friends and family saying, Heidi, what are you working on? I'm like, why? I can't sleep. I'm seeing things. I'm having nightmares. I feel like I'm dying. It's like, so I backed off for other people's sake. And then I was like, you know what? You guys got to find a way to to protect yourselves because I've got to take this on. The the level of, of just sick 
crap that this thing has been doing to people just got to a point where I just, I couldn't take it anymore. So, um, yeah, so I, I approached it and, and, you know, this is interesting to know, um, right before I put that book out is when he came at me. He never did before, but he came at me and he let me know he was really ticked. (laughs) So, yeah, so he made his presence be known, but, um, I'll tell you, uh, this is an important factor to know. I mean, you guys have heard it, heard of Eric Knudsen who created Slender Man. Um, I have since heard right. that he developed Slender Man based off from the hat man. Um, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's just, yeah. it's a freaking hat man without a hat for crying out loud. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I could see the resemblance there, Eric, and how he likes to go after kids and the things that he incites. Now, you heard of uh, those those two little twelve year old girls who attacked yeah, the other twelve year old girls. Yeah, actually, I was about to ask you about that. I mean, you're yes. you're fairly. Yeah. I'm sure you're, you're fairly close geographically to all that. So oh, just yeah. a bit, just yeah. a bit. And I I live in Chicago now, but uh, my family is still out there in Wisconsin. And you know, two weeks after I put out my book, The Hat Man, and I, I mean, when I say The Hat Man challenged me. Just before I put the book out, I mean, he came at me. I, I'm a therapist. Came at my patients. Came at coworkers. I mean, in, in front of everybody. I mean, just, just unbelievable. I have it uh, indicated in the book because I threw that in there just before I published it. Um, and uh, two weeks after I put that book out, those little girls attacked that other little girl about a. 15 minute, 20 minute drive from my, my family's home. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, was that a coincidence? I don't, I don't really, I don't lean towards coincidences, especially what he did just before I put the book out. And you know, those two little girls, one of them became convinced slender man was real because she said when she was real young, she saw slender man, but I think she saw hat man. So she was, pretty darn convinced that he was real and uh did you yeah. ever see the documentary uh yes. that hbo put out about it i did like, I um, saw. <clears throat> because apparently the the one that was the ringleader she was schizophrenic or they've diagnosed yeah. her as schizophrenic but to <laughs> me that almost makes me think that you know people that i mean you can kind of correct me if i'm wrong on this but i kind of feel like people that are schizophrenic have schizophrenia that they almost have maybe a, a, a more of a connection to that to the other side, in a uh, sense. Yeah. 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 If you look at uh, William Stillman's books about autistic children, they also are showing uh, extra sensory as far as the other side and the connection. So, I and I working as a therapist, I've worked with many schizophrenics, and I hear constantly. About what what sounds like alien abduction, shadow yep. people, and hat man phenomena. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's like, okay, imagine if you were alone and you're being told you're imagining things. And something keeps trying to kill you on a nightly basis. Which can happen, by the way, with these entities. And you would kind of lose a screw or two. I mean, people don't have the support always. And, and I think that's the atrocity going on. And, and I am hoping to change that, that we could talk about these things more casually 
and and more openly because uh, when every time you you laugh at somebody or call them nuts you're you're driving them to go inwards and get depressed and and reach out to somebody like me on the opposite side of the planet who's you know willing to hear them out and but it's it's like we need to give the support where they're causing uh mental illness suicidal ideation i mean so many things are 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 being inspired because these people are being isolated and that is one of the number one moves of hat man and shadow people is to isolate people so they can conquer them i read a article about these people that were um, helping out schizophrenic people and they were actually taking them to quote unquote more primitive societies and they were kind of introducing them to shamans in that culture and then they were and basically they were becoming kind of like a shaman in that culture themselves and they seemed to thrive better in that setting than being in kind of like this clinical um modern day <laughs> setting i mean it, it's it's fascinating but i think it, it under what it, that underscores is this whole idea of how these altered states are kind of a gateway to all to kind of like the other side of the of the coin basically um and right. you know the hat man and the shadow people and all that on uh, the um the role of sleep paralysis as well in all this um <laughs> has that something that you've experienced oh boy you know that whole i i i cringe when i hear the word sleep paralysis cuz they they've somehow sterilized uh, a very spiritually inclined uh, experience into some kind of clinical diagnosis yet again. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, it's like, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, give me a freaking break. It, you, you mean all these people are seeing the same freaking thing and we're just all somehow – you know, imagining that, that's just a bunch of bull. I don't care how you scoop it and put a cherry on top. It's bull crap right in the middle. It's just such silliness. I'm like, come on now. I mean, uh, and especially, especially, I, I think it's another way to dumb down society, very much like the UFO phenomena. Because if I walk into a room, and this happens a lot, um, I, I practice as a therapist. I go into different facilities, and... God forbid, a lot of therapists will Google me like, "Oh, that's that therapist." Oh, and um, and they'll and I'm like, "Okay, so you know, they they start telling me their stories, and nine times out of ten, when they say I've seen a ghost, guess what it is? It's the Hat Man, and they're paralyzed. And it's like, so it, not always though, not always. They just say they saw a ghost, and and it's it's so cool when you know there's like two or three of them, and they're realizing at the same time, what? Yeah, you're describing the same thing. And I, I pull up my website. Did it look like this? And they're like crapping their pants. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the guy. That, yeah, I named him. How about that? What? You know, so it's it's just, uh, you know, it, it's it's. Can you imagine the panic if, you know, the medical society did not step forward to deem it as such? <laughs> sleep paralysis. It's okay. Take some drugs. You could sleep right through it and have your soul ripped from your loins. I mean, my God. It's a silliness. <laughs> Sounds like you've kind of combined <laughs> just, like, this role that you have as this paranormal author and then you're kind of like your your other life and occupational therapy. And kind of like you see how... <laughs> 
sometimes they can match and sometimes they they don't match and like i, I think that's great that maybe yeah. you can bring some of that some of your own ideas into what you do uh, as a profession yeah oh gosh yeah you know we do counseling and uh, we work with people who have had different uh, disabilities or illnesses suddenly bestowed upon them and, and try to get people to become as independent uh, mental, mentally, cognitively, you know, and uh, physically. So it's like it's uh, looking at the whole of a person um, to you know function in this world. And so it's like we've had to take a lot of psychology and and a lot of anatomy, phys and and neuropsychology and all that all that good juicy stuff so it's like i have a good understanding <laughs> of a lot of different things and um and i i've and having been involved in the paranormal world all, most of my life for crying out loud it's like i could see different perspectives and and i know the pain of feeling isolated when people say they don't believe in you when you know, they may be experiencing the same or worse, which was a situation uh, from my father. Oh, man, I he just thought it was hilarious later when he told us that, um, you know, he, as a kid, oh, you kids are just making this stuff up, you know. And here he was experiencing the worst of it. And here, you know, we're, we're adults and he finally chuckles it out about what he had experienced. And it's like, what? You made it seem like we we're going crazy, you know, and he's like, well, if I told you kids I was terrified, <laughs> you guys would have never stayed in the house. It's like, oh, my God, you know. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, <laughs> I know the feeling. So it's like I try to let people know it's like, look, I am not one to judge. I will not judge you. And I think that makes people comfortable enough to approach me with whatever it is they've experienced, because um, I don't I'm not here to prove or disprove. But, you know, when people are ready to accept something, great. Um, but, you know, the ultimate goal, ultimate goal, since you have read my Jesus book, yep. ultimate goal is not about the physical. It is not. And um, these aliens, these shadow beings, hat man, all of that bogus all boils down to matters of the soul. And it's so weird to say, to come back full circle to the time sitting upon of uh, sitting upon the, the church pews at my church and go, oh, my God, this is that, you know, yeah, it is. It's like, call it what you want. Demons, angels, you know, uh, aliens. If you close your eyes, they, they all kind of feel out to be the same. And that's what you've got to get to the bottom of and, and understand that it, it is it's all related. It really is. And it's so clear for me now. I, I just. I am truly thankful to have had the experiences that I've had. Um, they may seem like they're so wide and varied and, and I'm like, they really, they really aren't. They really kind of fall in line. So. I absolutely agree with you on that. It's, um, I'm the same way and that looking at something not in like the alien stuff. I mean, we're pretty, uh, non extraterrestrial hypothesis here. So. I, I totally mm, buy gotcha. all that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you feel kind of the same way about it. Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> you could say that. They are, um, I mean, why would aliens leave the room? I think I was one of the first to talk about that, but then I heard that there were others that I, I like from the sixties or something, but talking about aliens coming at you and you say the name of Jesus and they leave. I mean, what, why does that work? Yep. Why does that work? You yep. know, 
that's come on. And David Jacobs, I had him on my show and he wrote the book, The Threat. And he's uh -huh. like, no, no, it didn't work. See, you say the name of Jesus and you already had your alien experience and you think they left, but they actually did their thing and left after you said it. It's like, oh, come on. No, I'm like, no, I have uh, seen and heard this myself. You know, Jesus name, get out of here. And they do. I didn't black out and aliens got me, you know, no. So. Yeah, you hear that again and again and again. But you, you've you actually um, encountered the man himself, so that's where I want to talk about on that yeah. is, you know, how did this uh -huh. happen where you started having these encounters with, with Jesus? Oh, you know, I I don't – all I could think of is why he came – because of people like, why you? And I'm like, why not me? Why not you? You know, um, I had I, I had that book, The Secret War. Like I said, it was written. I was just tweaking it here and there, waiting to get it published, as was promised by so many different people. Um, and uh, in the midst of that is when I had my first encounter. And I, I just like to think that Jesus saw I was a halfway decent person and didn't want me to mess up so royally because it, here I was about to influence a lot of people with a self-published book on shadow people, a name that I just slapped on these weird dark things. I mean, who would think it would reach the globe the way that it has? So I guess, um, you know, he's, he's all knowing. So he's like, Oh, I better save her because she's about to get go to hell. If she doesn't get this corrected. Um, so, that's a, I mean, honestly, but I mean, and I'll tell you the, the first experience if you want, I know you know it, but people yeah. listening probably don't. Um, so I, I was in college and, um, I worked at a bakery, so I, I would go and work like five in the morning to like noon and come home, <laughs> take a quick nap and, and like go to school. <laughs> so it was like, and it was one of those days, I, I think I was taking a summer class or something. Cause this was like July. Uh, and, um, <laughs> I came home. I told my college roommate, I'm like, turn your TV down. I'm going to go take a nap. So, okay. So I came home and I mean, this is, it was just as drastic as I'm telling you. I went to lay down on the bed and you know, when you go to lay down, you know, you pull your blankets up or whatever, you put your pillow, fix it. I went, I sat on the edge and I went to swing my legs over to lay down and boom, I hit the floor. I'm like, Whoa, how did I miss the bed? Like I did not fall asleep. I did not get to lay on the bed. I hit the ground and I hit so hard. I'm like, Ooh, you know, what's wrong with me? And I'm like straightening myself up. I'm getting up. I'm like, holy crap, where am I? Where am I? And I'm like looking around and I'm like, it, it was so, um, it was such a strange thing to suddenly realize I'm standing on the porch in front of my parents' home. And I'm like, how did I get here? I'm looking around and I'm like, I, I look to my left. My, my parents live out in the country and and so they have a rather long driveway and I see this man at the end of the driveway and I, I was planning to meet with a family friend named Quincy and, um, 
oh, I see this this man at the end of the driveway. I'm like, oh, is that Quincy? I'm like, yeah, Heidi, you somehow you came here. You're gonna meet with this family friend, and and it's like, yeah, this is this that, that's you got. How did you get here? I don't know. But anyways, here comes Quincy, and and I mean, he did not even get real close before this sense of recognition smacked me. And I mean, I, being my silly self, I put my face in my hands like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. And like he comes right in front of me and he says, hello. Like he's going to talk about the weather or something. And I'm like, and I'm still palming my face going, hello. And he's like, do you know who I am? If you knew who I was, you would not hesitate to say it. And I mean, I I just I I just I took my hands away from my face and I'm stuttering. I'm like, well, well, well you're, you're 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 Jesus, and I don't speak Spanish. I I don't know why I called him Jesus. Hmm. And I I look up at him, and he said, yes, I am. And I mean, if it if it was stereotypically like I saw a off white robe. I saw a bright light from behind his head that shadowed his face. I saw shoulder-length hair that, as the light came through, kind of made it a little bit light brownish, but it was dark. And, whew, you know, it, it was it was such a I, – I, I get goosebumps every time I think about it or talk about it. And and he's, he starts telling me about his life and what he aimed to do and, and how he aimed to do so much. And – and again, I am me going, oh, my God, you know, in my head, this is Jesus. And I'm like, and he's talking and I cannot concentrate because it's Jesus for crying out so loud. Did he look kind of <laughs> like the stereotypical Jesus? Did he have the long hair and beard? I mean, did he look I did, different I or? I didn't see a beard. I mean, like I couldn't see any features of his face. It was literally shadowed. There was such huh. a bright light. It was like looking into the sunshine, but it it was okay. behind him, and you could see the perfect outline of shoulder length hair, and and it was just it was perfectly black, perfectly black. Um, so it it was it was really something. But um, <laughs> this is the the funny part. Like while he was talking about his whole life, and I mean, and it was like. It was like I heard the words, but it was coming to me in, in a different form. Like I was just sucking it up. But I was looking around going, Heidi, this is really going on. I'm touching my lap. I'm like, you are here. You are here. And then I'm like, and then I realize I'm looking down. I'm like, why is the ground so close to me? I'm like, oh, I'm on my knees. I don't even remember going on my knees. And And then he got quiet. Like he knew I wasn't paying attention. And I'm like, and I'm stuttering again. And I go. Well, 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 what, what do you want me to do? And, <laughs> and he said, and he helped me like stand up and he's like, first you need to show us some things. I'm like us. I'm like, Oh my God, he's talking about his daddy. And, um, yeah, it was, it was quite the experience. So it's, um, really, really just nothing beats those experiences. Nothing because the amount of love that comes off from him there are just no words that suffice. And I tell everybody and they're like, well, how do you know it was him? I'm like, I could have been blind and seen it was him because every single morsel of my cells screamed his name, just screamed his name. And um, it's what a beautiful feeling to, to be able to witness him 
And I mean, all I kept telling people is after I, I saw him is Jesus is no joke. And that's why I named the book that because I, I was like, wow, <laughs> I was blown away. And I still am to this day, fortunately. I mean, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, it does sound like this was a very profound experience. I mean, for sure. Oh, but it, I mean, just it, listening yeah. to you relate it tells yeah. me that you, I mean, as you still, and, and, and this is more than one experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, not many people get to see this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's so strange. It's like, you know, he came by a, a few more times. Um, I, I put four different, uh, visitations in the book and yeah. and I, and I, I had a couple of other since then but not like it wasn't like he was all chatty you know I, I've, I've heard of these books of people like oh I saw Jesus and here are the 50 pages of things he said I'm like good lord he must have known my memory couldn't have remembered all that because I just his presence speaks volumes and words are not even necessary really you got it because his presence just floated it towards you and um i just you know, i feel very lucky to have had the experiences but you know what in thinking about what i am facing with shadow people and the hat man of all freaking things if i didn't have those encounters there is no way i could be doing what i'm doing now because my faith there are no doubts. There are no doubts. I have no doubts about him because I got to have those experiences. And I get asked all the time, oh, hat man, oh, my God, I've had the hat man experiences. It's like the devil himself is looking into your soul. How can you sleep at night? Are you terrified every day? And I'm like, I sleep great. I have no problems. It's like I have no doubts in the presence of Jesus and God that they have my back to the fullest and um, I'm good. I'm good. And, and I think that helps other people to realize they can be good too. And, you know, I, I think I sent you um, the title of my newest books, um, the other F word, how to find faith uh -huh. and laugh at yourself while trying, because I was like, I kept getting these people who are like, okay, so the devil's been coming to my bedroom every night. What do I do? And the shadow people, minions are around. And and, I, and then they say, I'm not into that faith thing, but so what do I do? I'm like, well, throw a shoe at it then. You know, you don't believe in anything. <laughs> you know, it's like grab a big rock. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> so, but I find a lot of these people, they were Catholic and they gave up their religion for whatever reason. And now they're Buddhist or whatever. And I'm like, you are looking into the armpit of hell who's placing their bets on you that they're going to get your soul and you know it. They know it. And you're going, but I don't get into that. And it's like, I, I, I'm like, how can I get people to understand it's okay to say you're a Christian and it's okay that you don't feel like you got to sit in a church to be okay in your faith. I don't go to church, but I am really good where I'm at. And um, so the other F word, what it is, it's essentially uh, it describes the different 
levels and I'm a cartoonist too so it's got a lot of comics in it and it's really silly you would love it um so it's just you know it's like faith feet you know it's like oh this is the way things got to be done you know I'm gonna stand here on this spot and everything better move around me to make me feel good about my faith you know um and like faith frump uh you know different definitions to say you know the silliness of where we're at and then the last 10 chapters, it's like where we can get to and taking baby steps and finding the different levels and identifying where you're at. So because in the face of the, the demons coming at people, and it's not just a possibility, it's a threat that at some point they will get you. They will come visit and check you out. And um, I'm not kidding. And, and it's sad to say, but get OK with your faith. It, it's OK. It's okay to be flawed in it. You don't have to be perfect. Crying out loud, who made us? He knew we were goofed. It's okay. <laughs> right, right. I think the, the saying is like he takes you as you are. You know, that's that's <laughs> as as I understand it. I mean, you look you look at what you know when Jesus was around and the stories and you know the tax collectors and prostitutes and all that. You Those know, are his friends, right? <laughs> Wash like, the that... people's wash people's feet, you know, that uh, were considered oh, yeah. low, lowly in society and all this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had a sense of humor. That was one thing I got from him when I saw him that first time. <laughs> he laughed at me. Uh, he laughed at me. And that laugh was so light, but it was, it meant so much because I'm like, this dude has a sense of humor. I dig that. That is that is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I say Jesus has jokes because um, there are some things that you just look at in life and go, really, really, that had to happen that way? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus has jokes. <laughs> Jesus has jokes. He does. So he does. Uh, how did the other encounters um come about and i understand too that you also had these visions of heaven and also visions of hell yeah. and jesus yeah. was involved in one of those visions yeah he was and um you know it, it's so so bizarre it's like sometimes when i think about these things but when they happen it, it's such a it's such a part of me that it's not bizarre. It's it just it, I don't know. It's it's so weird to how to how to put it. But um, yeah, you know, I would have these memories of going to this heaven-like place out of nowhere, and I don't know why. I don't know how. Um, I'm suspicious. Some of them might have been near-death experiences as a kid because I had severe seizures, um, and they didn't think I'd live past the age of ten or whatever. Um, I'm still here. <laughs> And it's like, I don't have seizures anymore. I, I don't. Um, I, it's it's just one of those things. And it's so rare. They can't, doctors are baffled. Like, what? How'd that happen? Like, ask Jesus. He has jokes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd had these, um, these, these out of body, I guess. And, and I would just come back with these cool memories of going to these crystal-like buildings that, um, that look like ancient Roman or Greek buildings and teachings would happen inside of them. And it literally had carved bench like seating. That was like a half circle. And I was really floored as a, you know, as a kid to see this, but it, I would just tell my kid sister and be like, Oh, I had this, this thing last night, I guess. And, and just tell her about it. And she'd go, Oh, neat. <laughs> you know, and just go about our, our days and our lives. But, um, as an adult having these 
same kind of experiences and and it, and it's weird because I can't say I I had a dream about it. I would suddenly have the memory of it and I I just don't know what to say. I really don't because all of a sudden I've got a memory of having been there and what I saw and uh, I don't get it. But um as far as the hell ex- encounter <clears throat> that I had with uh with Jesus, it was it was the last encounter that I had with him that I put in that book. And um <laughs> Wow, what what a what a doozy is is all I could say. Um, I was aiming to get hypnotically regressed. I wanted to remember some missing time that I had. Well, it wasn't so much a missing time. It was it was just another mystery. Let's put it that way. And um, so gotcha. this world renowned uh, <laughs> he, he was a he was a professor of psychology, and he. Uh, was offering to you know, do this hypnosis session and he's like I'll just let you you know put you in a relaxed state and let you go explore and I'm like okay cool and I was like as soon oh my gosh I get goosebumps as soon as I I close my eyes I, I don't even know how to say boom right next to my eyes were the most magnificent blue eyes just and it's like like sky blue like with the light behind it and i mean i remember the the professor walking me down some stairs and da-da, you know but it was boom he's right there and um i was like it's him it's him. you know i just had no words it's like i couldn't it, it was just so overwhelming and um he walked me through this garden that was like place in between mountains like a like a park almost with with paths and and he took me to this path and it was like uh it was like it was like a tunnel inside one of the 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 mountains and oh i just got a cold chill it's like i i remember him guiding me down this this crouched tunnel that had like roots from the vegetation like hanging and like almost hitting my face as I was going through and it's getting darker and, and darker. And, and I'm like, it, it's a say your fear started to come creep up on me. I, I couldn't help but to have it, but then to know he was so near and, you know, I'm like almost reaching to touch his, his, uh, his robe as he's kind of going ahead of me. And, and he comes to an end and we looked out across this bridge and if you could call it a bridge, it was like, it was like a, a rock bridge, a stone bridge, but almost looked like a natural formation and, and like free fall on either side of it. And um, it, it's weird. It's like, the, it, it's so strange to say that I saw gates. I saw gates that surrounded, like it, this, this, this bridge reached another platform and this platform had a gate around it and there was free fall darkness after uh, this edge. And, um, there was something pacing back and forth behind Mm. that gate. And it was a creature of some kind. And, and as if it saw or felt the presence of Jesus, this thing started pacing back and forth like crazy, like, Oh no. And I looked across the bridge and I looked at Jesus and I was just like, no, no. I knew he was giving me an invitation for a tour of hell. And 
I was like, I'm good. No, I don't need to go. I don't need to go over there. And I was like, I remember this place. Um, and um, and it was like a, a really cool, like, acknowledgement from him. Like, like, he was proud that I got it. But and it was like he wanted to remind me what I was working towards to, um, you know, it's kind of cool to reminisce about this right now, just so you know, because it's like I, I haven't a very rare, very rare to people call and ask me to talk about this book and these experiences. Sure. They just yeah. want to talk about the the dark shadow and hat man stuff. So it's like Dude, this was the I, actual the one that really this was what really fascinated me that yeah. you had written all these books about kind of in this paranormal vein and kind of like that was what you were so well known for in the community. And then you come out with a book about these Jesus encounters. And what <laughs> I, I think it was some show, I think it was darkness radio. Maybe you might've talked about it long time ago, mm. but uh, I was just like, wow. I mean, that is really fascinating that she has this, that, that you're able to put that book out and in that community too, you know? Oh, yeah, and not care what people thought. Right, <laughs> I really, right. I, there was no way I was going to hold back. And I was on Coast to Coast, and um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I remember what George Nori told me. Because <laughs> the first time I went on to go talk about this book, just prior to that interview, somebody had come on his show and claimed to be Jesus and really ticked off a lot of listeners, and he got <laughs> a lot of crap for it. Yeah. So, and then here I come on like the following week and people are like, totally like, don't even have anybody talking about Jesus anymore. My uh, three hour interview turned into a 15 minute one because he didn't want to deal with the backlash. And uh, oh, then he wow. wanted me to come. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want, they didn't tell me that, but I knew what it was. I knew what it was because I'd heard about it, but, um, but they, they were being, very polite about it. I was like, I understand you what's going on. I, I knew, but, um, then when I did get to go on to talk about the show, <laughs> talk about on his show about the Jesus book, <laughs> he said, Heidi, you're known for the hat man and shadow people and aliens. And now you got a book on Jesus. Are we losing you? I said, losing me to what? Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I said, one thing you should never be ashamed about is to say that you're a Christian or whatever your religious belief is. And I said, I, I am fine and proud to be where I'm at and how I stand. And and I think that uh, that was a crying shame that what happened early on and people who were interested in these topics, they were told, choose one, believe in aliens or believe in the one true God. I'm like, why can't you have both? I mean, you're not worshiping the alien, are you? You know, it's like, it's okay. It's really okay. And I'm like, I've never been new age. And I, I really regretted and resented that people would try to associate me as such because, you know, I had backed off from my faith, I guess you could say the religion part, but I'd never not believed in God. But um, I came full force uh, to talk about this topic after my encounters and I would not have the nerve to even talk about this stuff had he not shown up. Because let me tell you, I went to school for something really difficult and I would give up my grades to not have to speak publicly for a, a lecture or anything to pr a presentation. I would not, I was too uh, shy. I really was. And, and I was like, 
but he when he came to me and he said he told me you need to finish your book and he said and i was I, the book was done the secret war he was talking about the secret war book when i saw jesus at first time and he said do not worry what others say know that i'll be there to give you the words and for crying out loud it, it every time i come to do a radio show or talk somewhere I look up to the heavens and I say, you promised to give me the words and now I'm holding you to it because I have nothing to say. I have zero to say. <laughs> it's like I'm just hoping to, um, you know, fill the role and the need of, you know, whatever it is that's uh, needed of me to and hopes to bring some answers and some some calm and to bring people back to their faith for crying out loud. Ugh. <laughs> Do you think that's why... Jesus chose you or do you feel like there's more to that? Cuz um, I guess the big question is uh, huh? anybody that would be asking listening to this or this thinking why it would be like why did they choose her or why did they not choose me or why did they not choose this other person, you know? Like that's yeah. that's a big question I would I would think that people would have. Oh, you know, it's so crazy though cuz I I'm I'm not uh, I'm not one to keep things to myself like that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. whoa, you know, I was totally as a kid, I think it started. I mean, I was what, 7 years old and haunted things started happening. I wasn't shy about it. I talked about it. Me and my sisters, we talked about it. And uh, so I guess he I mean, I don't guess he knows me. He knew that I wouldn't be shy about it. And you know, when I spoke about it, I am not kidding you. One of my brothers and one of my sisters both come forward to say, well, so did I. I saw Jesus too. What? How do you keep that to yourself? And and as I go through life, oh, I had a Jesus encounter. Why are you keeping this to yourself? <laughs> He's been busy. He talks to a lot of people. Just people don't feel comfortable to share it. And I'm like, you know, if there was one person in your life who you trusted 100% and they come to you, Jesus told me to do this you would be so convinced and your faith would go up giant levels, but it, it's not happening. People aren't talking and that's got to change. And, and, and I'm just like hoping by being painfully honest, it, it's inspiring others to be painfully honest. And, and I've witnessed that within my own family, people telling me about their encounters. I'm like, my God, I wish you spoke up sooner. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's, Honestly. I mean, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I, I wonder how I would react if something like that happened. Mm. It, it would change a lot. And, uh, <laughs> just, I, I just, uh, I have had no doubts in, in everything that I do and, and people don't know what drives me. You know, it's like, I, I, I mean, I have eight books out. I have like five or six ready to be published too. And it's like, and I was doing eight shows a week. I work a full-time job. I have a life, and I watch a lot of Netflix. And it's, <laughs> like, it's like, how do you make time? It's like, you know, there's that, that spark of him that lets me know I'm not on the wrong track. And um, I know that it's uh, it's important. I mean, people's souls are at risk. I mean, Hatman, one thing that people don't realize he can come every night for years at people. And I imagine to know that he'll come in the room and paralyze some of these people. 
come within an inch of their face, laugh, do a little rape. Who knows? They, he might rape them. Reach into their chest, pull them their soul out of their body, threaten to dominate them for an eternity, and laugh about it and throw them back into their body. Imagine having that happening every night. And that's the it almost man. sounds like an like a like an ayahuasca experience that you hear about people having. Oof. It it is a it it is a demon of all demons <laughs> kind of experience. I, I'm sure there's uh there's a lot of um varieties of of horrible things and odd things that happen to people out there, but this guy is is something. And I mean sometimes. He'll drag you right out of your bed, fighting, kicking, and screaming physically, and beat the crap out of you. Oh, somebody's sleepy over there. I hear wow. a lot of yawning. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of yawning. What's happening? Ugh. I think I'm overtaken by what you just said, honestly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is amazing. It's it's horrifying, and it's yeah. like that's why people need to get their uh, get right with their faith. And you know the other f word dot com. If people go there, I did now imagine I did this kids book that's called The Fickle Finders investigates the other f word. I I wanted to put my cartooning skills to use and to help some of these kids who were not letting their parents know and writing me. Hi, I'm ten years old. I see Hatman. What do I do? Well, now that you told me you're 10, I can't answer you. You know, gosh, kid. <laughs> but uh, so I did this this book, and it's done with the notebook lines like Wimpy Kid and all this stuff. And um, and, and it's rather, it's like 200 pages or something. And I, I waited to see what kids thought of it. And then when I did not hear back from one child, and it was all these adults like, I really love this. I got my faith better. But, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I need to do an adult version of this. And that's how I wrote the other F word, how to find faith and laugh at yourself while trying. Because um, <laughs> I just figured, you know, how tackle it one book for kids and one for adults so they can separate and then and enjoy it equally. But, hey, if you like, uh, if you want to read them both, go for it. Uh, the other F word dot com. And, you know, all of my books, if you have Prime, if you have Prime membership, you could get them for free through Prime, so go for it. Enjoy, and just leave a leave a, a review, an honest one. Don't be a butthead. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, I, I can't recommend the uh, the Jesus No Joke enough. Oh, and cool. uh, what are you working on now? What's the, what's the current project? Oh, you've got to leave me a book review then. You got to promise. Sure. <laughs> honestly on amazon it, it's helpful it really is i will admit i'm bad about doing that you gotta oh, hold well, me to it i'm gonna hold you to it because i came on your show <laughs> i don't do many interviews yeah. i really don't because yeah. uh, i do so many shows myself but you got me at a good time because i had just stopped doing so many of them but i i everybody's like why don't you come on my show i'm like i do eight shows a week <laughs> that's why um <laughs> but uh what am i working on right now um well, I just put out another book. It's The Hat Man, book two, um, How to Get Rid of Dark Things. Uh, what's the subtitle? I don't even have it sitting here. But it's a it's a it's an adult picture book um, showing people how to bless their space to keep these dark things out. And it's funny. Uh, it's for adults and kids, and it's comics and all. But um, and then I have <laughs> I have a a book that 
I would love to get out. Um, it's just done for fun, though. But I, I, I have a Shadow People book that I'm about halfway through, and I just haven't picked it up uh, recently because I, I put out three books in the past, what, three months? So, yeah, I'm a little oh. bit, like, taking a breather. <laughs> you're getting to uh, you're getting to Nick Redfern levels here. Oh no, nobody's like my friend Nick. He, he's a trip. He is a trip. Yeah, he I don't is. know what that man is doing. We have the same agent too. He he just burns through books. I'm like, dude, you get some sleep. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's something else. He's really uh, cool though. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Like your web your web presence and all that. Uh, if they go to HeidiHollis.com, H-E-I-D-I-H-O-L-L-I-S.com, um, that should connect them to everything. And also I do a paranormal comic, um, the TheOutlandersComic.com. Um, I think people will find that one funny, too. I, I've had a lot of good feedback. Uh, essentially, Bigfoot living in this forest has an alien live on, moving on one hill and uh, some human <laughs> homesteaders move into a haunted cabin on the other. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun. So the outlanders comic.com and, uh, the other F word.com and, uh, yeah. And I welcome people who have had any kind of odd experience to write me, um, through my website or at dusoutlander at gmail.com. That's D as in David, a S as in Sam outlander at gmail. And if you want to just vent or have some friendly advice about anything out of the ordinary, I cover angels to aliens to ghosts to demons and everything so and i've even seen a bigfoot or something i don't know what the heck it was so go for it feel feel free <laughs> it's interesting because we're in the second part of this show second section we're going to talk a little bit about bigfoot so it's interesting that you that's an interesting synchronicity there heidi oh is it now i saw one indoors what is that? It, you saw one indoor. okay okay all right indoors. no you can't and, we can't let you go till you tell us about this I don't mind because this is a crazy, <laughs> I, I have told people this and Bigfoot researchers and they're like, I've never heard of that. I'm like, I am not kidding. Ugh. So did, I had a, a paranormal UFO discussion group for, I don't know, 15 years. And um, this one lady would come to my meetings and she's like, I want you to come to my place because I think it's haunted. I'm like, I'm not a psychic. I I really don't know how to help you, you know, but it turned out she lived really close to the library where we held the the meetings. And I'm like, I'm not going unless my friend comes with me. She's like, okay, I'll go with you because I don't know who this lady is. So we go over to her house and she's walking through and it's a, it's an apartment above a bar in, in Milwaukee on the east side. So, and so, so, which is like, it's, it's a busy, like part of the city still. And so we go over there and she's walking me and my friend through and over here, I get some feelings of this. And sometimes I feel something here and sometimes things move and we're like, okay. And then we go into her living room and she's talking to me about some of her experiences and whatever. And, and her living room faced into her kitchen. And there, the cabinets hung over this bar uh, that went into her kitchen. And so you could see, like, between uh, the, the, the bar, the kitchen counter, and where the, the cabinets hang low. And my friend is sitting right next to me. And I am not kidding you. Oh, this is icky chills it's giving me. I saw this thing, like, shimmy into reality 
like like you know like a mirage like um heat rising off a road and it was just a hairy beast and i jumped up and i screamed and i, I stuttered bigfoot <laughs> my friend jumped up simultaneously and screamed werewolf <laughs> and the lady the lady's facing us and she goes what where and she turns around and it literally shimmied back into nothingness i was so shaken i'm like what was that and my friend's like i don't know i said did you see its head and we could not see its head because the cabinet was hanging and i was like that that looked like i don't even know it was like a like the hairy body of i mean it was an animal but i don't even know how to describe if you look at a bear but there was like like some specks of uh, gray and and a little bit tanner and then darker hair. It was it was a it was a hairy beast. And all I could tell you is, you know, I had to use the bathroom soon after that, and it was on the <laughs> other side of that. And you could you feel mean the you didn't presence. use the bathroom already when you saw that happening? No, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I had to walk through that kitchen. Bigfoot and I just like... shimmers into existence and like, oh, <laughs> well now I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, dude, I had to, like, I walked <laughs> along the wall. I felt like I was going to walk into it. It, You could feel it was there. I'm like, <gasps> it was weird. And I have asked many a people. I'm like, come on. I can't be the only person because it wasn't just me. So my friend was there. And to have witnessed uh, this, this hairy beast. But the closest thing I could say, it was like a Bigfoot, a freaking Bigfoot. In somebody's apartment over a bar in the middle of a city. I mean, why? How and why would that happen? I just don't know. But and, and then I, had, I don't have the answer to that either. No, <laughs> I, I, I have told many of people, and I'm like, dude, hook me up to a lie detector, because shoot, just crazy, just wow, crazy. just crazy stuff. I I don't know, but yeah, I've been hoping to find an answer, and like, just to say they're interdimensional. My God, it is. I mean, it. It, it just shimmied. It like you almost saw the air around it uh, kind of vibrate. I mean, honestly, like kind of just like uh, I don't know if you saw the movie Predator and the way it would kind of formulate the air around it and then uh-huh. speckle speckle off into nothing. But it vibrated when it did it. So, yeah, weird. <laughs> Sleep tight. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, no one's listening to this as they're falling asleep on their headphones. Yeah, right. Uh, Dude, well, well Heidi, this this has been awesome. I want to thank you for coming yeah. on the show. It's been a real delight to speak to you. Um, oh, thank you. This is this is fun, and uh, I we need to do it start... again. Yeah, yeah. I I should start doing more radio shows. I just I'm so bad. I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Busy. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I Thanks hope you guys you. don't have the boogeyman or Bigfoot come around. <laughs> sprinkle some Jesus on it. That's what I tell everybody. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get some Jesus sprinkle right on that sucker. You go get the Hatman book too, and it'll show you how to bless your space. Hatman and all the ghostlies will keep you leave you alone. So go check it out. All right. Well, <laughs> Heidi, stay on the line for us. We're going to close this section out, and we'll be right back on Conspiracy Normal.
Have you seen Bigfoot out there yet? <laughs> you know, not yet. But, you know, um, I don't know if you saw that post on Facebook about a, about a month ago. I was at that park that I'm currently employed at now. And um, at the trailhead, there's a, there's a sign. And the, the, if you read, if you look at the picture of the, of the trailhead sign, there's four symbols. And going from the bottom up, there's a symbol of um, a bike with a with a with a circle circled with an with a um, an X going through it, so which means no bikes allowed. And then the next little symbol above that one is a dog on a leash, which clearly means all dogs on a leash, please. The third one is just a symbol of a hiker, which means trailhead uh, ahead. <laughs> and then right above that. Um, that symbol is a Sasquatch. Now, here is an official trailhead post. Uh-huh. You know that was, and it's on my Facebook. You can see it. I took. I, I had to take a picture. I think of it. I, I saw that. It. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah I remember and, it. And, it, and and at first, I, I was kind of laughing at it, going, "Well, isn't this kind of cute and funny?" Then I started thinking, "Wait a minute." Why, why, why is there a silhouette of a creature on an official trailhead sign? What, what else is back here that I don't know? Now, just to give you a little bit of history, if you don't mind me telling, um, the last sighting I, I, so I thought of these, this particular park I work at was in 1999. It was a while back. However, I, through research, I found a gentleman who, um, Actually, I have two two serious pieces of information regarding the park I, I work at. The uh, I found a gentleman who did his own investigation because he had heard stories about that about that park, and he was he wrote an article in 2002, which was about three years later from from a from a um, the, from a sighting that that had had actually been recorded by someone. Uh, in 2002, he caught an, an image of a creature on a thermal, which I thought was very interesting. And then, uh, if, if, if that's not weird enough, um, I found an individual two years ago who saw a, a – and this is – I know this is highly uh, debatable, but he says he swore he saw a dog man coming out of the tree line at that park that I also work at. Uh-huh. And this was, yeah, <laughs> which, is, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, um, you know, Sasquatch is scary enough, but Dogman really scares me because there's just, you know, uh, you well, can yeah. play I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a, about a werewolf, essentially. I mean, <laughs> that would scare me, too. <laughs> I mean, it, it, but it, it goes even deeper than just your, I guess, garden variety terror feeling because, yeah. you know, you know, depending on what camp you choose, you can you can be the physical part of a camp and say, okay, well, Bigfoot can be tied to a gigantopithecus, or you you can take a more biblical step and say, well, no, you know, the the Sasquatch can be tied to the Nephilim, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or right. someone can say, hey, look, a Sasquatch can be tied to, you know, UFO activity. But with Dogman, there is no hypothetical connected dots. And it's just, it's just, uh, no, 
I haven't met anyone, not that I've met a ton, but I've been doing this long enough to know that not any, there's not one person that, that, especially Linda Godfrey up there in Wisconsin, she's interviewed a ton of people and done a ton of research and written a couple of books on this subject, and nobody has anything nice to say about these creatures. <laughs> well, it, it's it's interesting to me, uh, just, uh, I, I may have said this many times before, but just how, you know, Dogman, I think, is now becoming a perfect case of this because even when she wrote that book, The Beast of Bray Road, you didn't hear about this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, through like this whole decade, you started hearing more and more about Dogman this, Dogman that, and people talking about Dogman on YouTube and all these different like people talking about these encounters that they were having and all this kind of weird stuff. And then all of a sudden, more and more people start seeing Dogman everywhere, and it's just like, it, it, to me, it seems like there's a Tulpa effect going on where people are seeing whatever is manifesting is showing itself as Dogman. Now, the Beast of Bray Road, I don't know, maybe there's something in the local legend or local lore around that area, but it just, it, it seems like this, like, but my whole theory about, you know, this phenomenon just kind of feeds on itself essentially. Right. I, I completely agree. Um, in my own research, I, I talked to three individuals, not all at once. This was over the course of, of, of a few years, but these three individuals told me that, um, what they, when they, um, went public, even if it was just sharing with a friend or a family member, when they shared what they had seen, they said Bigfoot, okay, or Sasquatch. Yeah. But when the Dogman phenomena started showing itself more and more, these three, uh, three same guys said, well, actually, it, it, what I saw was a Dogman, because, because, but I only, I only said Sasquatch because I, really, I, really, I had never heard or even knew the possibility of a cryptid such as the dog man would even exist. One of them was <laughs> ironically, this guy that I met, he lives in Wisconsin. He's a hunter. And, um, he, during, um, deer season, he had got himself a deer and he, he had, uh, it was pretty heavy. So it took a while for him to get to his truck, even after dressing it. But when he, when he put it in the back of his truck, he gets inside of his truck and as he's putting the keys in the ignition, um, he feels, he hears this huge thump, and then he feels the weight of whatever is in the back of his truck actually sink his truck like a few inches. You know, like, like he had some super heavy payload all of a sudden just drop in the bed of his pickup truck. So he looks back, and it, 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 what he says now is that this thing had, you know, it was the typical the pointy ears, it had the head of like a Siberian Husky, uh-huh. super muscular with a, with a very small, thin waist. And this thing just picked up his, you know, his deer and just took off with it. Now he waited about three, three or three to six months to share his story, but with a fellow hunter. But when he did, he said it was a Bigfoot initially because he didn't know what the heck to call it. But he, over the years, he had heard about, heard of Bigfoot as we all have from time to time even if you're just the most leisurely of, of, um, of, you know, of interest. 
And, uh, and, and then he refined his story and said, well, you know, people are talking about the Beast of Bray Road and Dogman this. And Dog- well, that's actually what I saw. And so, it, you know, I, I think the Tulpa thing that you had talked about just a minute ago is definitely in effect. And I also think there's something else out there where I think this thing has been seen for a while, but people were actually referring to something else because as weird as Bigfoot is, this thing was even so more weird that they, they just reverted back to, uh, to a Sasquatch type of description. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that Bigfoot just anatomically makes sense, right? I mean, it's basically human-like, um, you know, two arms, two legs. But dog man, this thing that walks on its hind legs, like, you know, a, those animals can't walk like that. So it's, it's right. almost just like the, people are seeing... I don't doubt. See, that's the thing is that I I never doubt any of this stuff. Whenever people say, "Well, I saw this," you know, maybe there's some people out there that are trying to make money off of it. I mean, that's always a possibility. But sure, you know, when someone tells, when somebody just, you know, you know, Joe Schmo says, "Well, I saw Dog Man," I don't really know know what to make of it. <laughs> you know, it's like you just tend to think, well, you know, but that it's just almost like that creature just. It can't exist almost. It's like it, it's it's a chimera. And Bigfoot is right. you know, just a big hairy dude. So it's like it just gets it, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah, and it know? might it might mean that Bigfoot is or give more evidence to Bigfoot being something weirder also. Yeah, exactly. That too. That too. I I tell, I, I, I I absolutely agree with, with Sir Fiel what he just said. I I, I was on I hope you don't mind me at, uh, mentioning this. I was on a different podcast recently talking about yeah. um, talking about Bigfoot and um, and this uh, uh, this individual asked me what do I think this creature is, and I told him I said you know five ten years ago I would have told you hundred percent flesh and blood uh, you know that's that, and I told him that over the years as 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 I have been the longer I'm in this, the more weirder, more weird it keeps getting. And and I'm talking about Bigfoot, of course. And um, and and my opinion has changed. I'm maybe 60, 70 percent flesh and blood, and now my mind has opened up to that remaining 30, 40 percent to something else, mm-hmm. and um, something else that's not physical. And um, and so. Like Surfiel just said a second ago, it just keeps getting more weird the more you, you're into this. Yeah, because certainly if you look into we were just talking about this with the previous guest, actually, was that uh, if you look at something like the Chestnut Ridge, that stuff. I mean, how weird is that? And it just, it's just and that's, high that's strangeness Ridge, all across the board. Right, that's up there in Pennsylvania. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Um, right. Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's. So anyway, so that circle. I'm sorry. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. Oh well, I was gonna ask you about the that that there's been sightings that going on in the Blue Ridge. Uh, just recently. Right. So. Right. So yeah, that I, what I was gonna say was just that, that kind of the whole conversation we had kind of circles around to how strange it is that. 
the park I work at has a silhouette of a, of a creature on a trailhead sign. So, uh, you know, I, clearly there's something there that I feel I could probably research further and further, but I have to be careful about it. And I, you know, the last thing I want to do is be perceived as some super wacko that just started on a new job. So I've got, I've got to kind of, you know, take it. If somebody brings it up, I'll be more than happy to talk about it, but I, I, I've got to keep, I got to keep my, uh, I guess I got to keep my, my findings a little more stealthy, yeah. but, um, we've got one on the inside it, now. <laughs> somebody else told me the same thing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> funny you should say that you said the same thing, but, um, yeah. So w- what happened, um, just within the last, uh, 10 days, there has been two sightings, right. And, and uh, this is not an exaggeration. They are literally right next to each other. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have access to a map at the moment, but th- just to kind of paint the picture, you know, there's 80 miles of Appalachian trail in um, North Georgia, uh, starting over there, you know, on the Western side of the state where Springer mountain is just South of blue Ridge. And then of course it goes all the way up into North Carolina <clears throat> through Northeastern Georgia. One of them, one of the highest peak on the eighth Appalachian trail in Georgia and it's also considered the most iconic, is a place called Blood Mountain. Now, um, I, I can't stress this enough to you guys. I am extensively familiar with this area. I have hiked there quite so many times I've lost count. I've spent the night in the woods there. There's a hiker hostel called Mountain Crossings that's there. Uh, it's a just a, a truly excellent place, you know, if you're – hiking the AT and you want to stay indoors for a couple nights or you need to resupply. And then just literally just a few miles North of, of blood mountain and the hiker hostel is Vogel state park. Both these sightings occurred. Um, like I think it was within two miles of one another. So if if you look if you looking if you're looking at a map and you're using Vogel State Park, you can kind of kind of draw a triangle heading southward. If you one way you're going to run into Blood Mountain, come across you're going to run into the Hiker Hostel, and then if you go back up you're going to run back into Vogel State Park. And both those sightings happened within that little triangle that I just put together. Um, unfortunately, I have not had a chance to talk to. Uh, the, the witnesses who saw the creature. The first was a retired couple, and the second one was a woman on her way to work. And I haven't had a chance to, um, to speak to either one of those, unfortunately. And I feel bad too because I haven't, with the new job, I haven't had a chance to uh, actually get up in that area either. But um, there's definitely something going on there. Um, you just don't have two sightings so close. As a matter of fact, um, um, the, uh, finding Bigfoot people have been there two times over the course of their 10 or 12 seasons, however it is. Um, so it, it's, it's no secret that that's an active area, but, um, as far as my knowledge goes, this is the first time we've had literally a back-to-back sighting so close to one another in that area. Hmm. Sounds really active. So, like, I, yeah, there's something going on there. So, was were these hikers that that saw that saw them? 
No, these are actually residents. Um, there are, uh, there, in that particular area, they're, they're a little spread out, but there are, you know, residences there. And um, apparently both these people are resident. They, they live up in that area. They're, they weren't hikers. And uh, that, that's also interesting because this time of the year is when um, what they call, you know, on the Appalachian Trail, you're either a Sobo or a Nobo. Nobo meaning you're heading northbound on the trail and Sobo meaning you're heading south southbound well at this time of the year this is where uh there is a huge number of nobos heading northward and they they do that on purpose because uh if the trail takes six to nine months to do they'll avoid the 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 snow of the northern states by starting out down here and heading northward so by the time Uh, by the time they right so by the time they yeah by the time they hit those states that have snow, well, now it's April or May, and most of it should be gone, and, and it makes the, the trip a lot easier. So uh, I find it inter- there's a correlation there. It's just my own little theory. But um, in previous years past, between the months of uh, January and March is where you'll have anywhere between two to 3,000 hikers just in that little area passing through. And I'm wondering if this creature is following the crowd to pick up scraps, keep an eye on them. Who knows what the motivations of, of what's go, you know of, of what's going through the heads of these creatures? But nonetheless, I, now that's just my own personal opinion, you know. It, but I, I find it to, uh, I find it interesting how there's a huge push northbound at this time of the year in that area, and then this cre- you have a creature showing up just within. With, with with two sightings just within a week of each other. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean there is there is something going on, uh, just uh, right there at Vogel State Park and um, Blood Mountain. Um, there's something else I wanted to share. Um, sure. When I was on your show last time, I had described two occurrences that had happened within 30 days of each other back in 2017. Yeah. Um, the one Mm -hmm. thing, right. The one thing I did not share with you guys is something that happened in 2018, just a few months ago. Um, and I, I, and I did, I didn't want to, I didn't want to take up up two tons of your, of your, you know, of the show time of the time allotted for the show. So that's probably why I didn't get into it. But if, if you want me to, I'll share with what happened with you guys just this past September. Yeah, please. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Buckle your chin straps, fellas. Cause this, this one, this one's a barn burner. <laughs> um, so I have to provide a little bit of background information. Um, in North Georgia, there, there was a fantastic museum dedicated to Bigfoot. It's called Expedition Bigfoot. I hope to and, be there. Uh, I it, hope to be there in April. Just letting you know. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Um, anyway, um, a few years ago, there was a big event there. Uh, Bob Gimlin was visiting the museum. And, um, of course, I went there because I wanted to meet the man, meet the legend, which I got to. That was a great experience to meet him. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And um, uh, the place was packed with people. So... I took it upon myself to start introducing myself, 
just as a, you know, casual, not so serious investigator. Um, I, you know, and I, I purposely, you know, introduced myself like that because, you know, I'm, I'm nothing special. You know, I, I have a lot of knowledge about this because I've just been doing it a long time, but you know, I don't like to single myself out as anything special out there. So, but nonetheless, I was introducing myself, telling them what I do, what I've researched, what I've found over the years. And, um, I met a young man there. I'm not going to disclose his name. Really nice guy, smart guy. We got to talking and um, we decided to keep in touch after the uh, event was over with through Facebook. So um, a few months go by and I get a message from this individual and um, he says he has an encounter. And so I message him back. I'm like, wow, tell me about it. So he gives me all the details, you know, the area, what happened, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so nonetheless, I was, you know, quite intrigued. And I said, well, keep in touch with me. Some time goes by, I don't know, four or five, six months. And he messages me again and says, listen, I had another sighting. And I'm like, good gosh, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? And, um, you know, uh, please inform me. So he told me and um, I was like, wow, well, you know, next time you decide to, to, to investigate, let me know, because you seem to be, uh, you know, hitting some areas where you're having an encounter with activity. And um, some more time goes by. Uh, I didn't hear from him for a pretty good while, almost a year. And then in July, just this past July, July of 2018, he sends me a message and he says, listen, I had another encounter. He says, but this time it was in a place that's not as far as North Georgia, which is very significant. And I'll get into the details about that in just a minute. He says, uh, and you don't have to hike very far to, to um, start getting activity. And I said, well, okay, I'm up. I, I, you know, in my message that I gave to this guy, I said, okay, I'm up for it. I'm interested. But to be perfectly honest with you guys, I didn't believe him. I'm like, there's no way this one person can have this much luck with the, you know, with, with this kind of, uh, with these kind of encounters. But, you know, I, I, I was open-minded. So I, I said, okay, and I'll, I'll come out on this particular night at this particular time. I'll meet you up and, and we'll go. Um, you'll have to forgive me, fellas. I, I'm not comfortable disclosing, uh, of course, his name, but I don't want to disclose the location either. That's fine. Um, okay. That's fine. But nonetheless, we meet up and, um, it's, it's about, um, it's about seven o'clock at night and it's July. So there's still about an hour and a half of sunlight left. And we meet, uh, in, in a, um, we meet in a place and then we have to, we have to drive off onto a gravel road that the, um, I guess the forest service people use to get to wherever they're going to maintain the trail of this particular location. And the first thing that happens is he, he stops the car and he says, look to your left. So I look and there's a humongous tree structure right there to the left of, of, the, uh, of the gravel road inside the tree line about 20 yards. Now, I'm the first one to stand up and say that I'm a huge skeptic when it comes to tree structures. However, when I got up close to this thing, I was completely blown away because these were big, huge branches that, that had been placed to form a, a letter X 
I even took a picture of it. Hmm. And what convinced me that this was made by something rather than tree fall is that um, I did a circular perimeter of about 50 yards away from that tree structure, and there was no connectable root system to either of those things. So that really got my attention. But here's what happens next. As I'm taking the picture of the tree structure, I hear it clear as day, Adam. I hear this whoop, and it was clear. It was the same kind of whoop you hear in other audio recordings all over the country. Well, I stood up. I looked at him. He looked at me, and I said, did you hear that? And he says, yep. So I needless to say, I, I walked out of that, out of the woods there at that point. So here I am, I'm starting to get a little freaked out because there's this huge, um, purposely made letter X in the middle of two trees, about 10 feet high. And then I hear a whoop. But anyway, we continue on. We get to the trailhead and I think we had only hiked, <coughs> excuse me. We had only hiked about, I'd say maybe a half a mile in, not, not far at all. And what happens next is, um, is this, I can only describe this. It was a scream that sounded like an insane mad woman, you know, like, ay, 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 and <laughs> oh my I God, mean, I would be running out of there, man. I'd uh, be like, come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, and here's the thing uh, this this happened during the week adam so there were no people were either you know working or in school uh well well i, I got i'm sorry i have to backtrack uh when i was when this was proposed that we come to this area it have the proposal was in july over facebook but it didn't it didn't happen until september so um so the kids were back in school so the, the reason why I make a point of that is that when we arrived to that trailhead, uh, there was nobody there, no other hikers. There were no cars, no bikes, no nothing. It was just me and him, or so we thought. So here comes this hideous, loud, and I, I just stopped. He stopped, and I said, okay, um, maybe we should have start heading back to the car. So... He's like, it's your call, Dan. And I said, well, I, I, I would feel a little more comfortable heading back to the car. I mean, this thing sounded like, uh, I, I can't, I wish, I, normally in these situations, I reference a character out of a movie, but I can't think of one right now. But just picture this ear-piercing, mad woman scream coming at you. So, as if that wasn't enough, we, we, I, we turn around, start heading back to the car, and here's what happens next. Here come the rocks, Adam, uh-huh. right out of the tree line, and the uh-huh. rocks start coming our way. And I got, I got unbelievably frightened and angry all at the same time. Uh-huh. I, I turned to the guy I was with, and I said, that's it. I said, that is it. We are leaving. We get out of here right now. And needless to say, we double-timed it back to the car. And this, this is where I got really scared because we still have to drive off this gravel road to get out of here. And I'm thinking if this thing is close enough to start pelting us with small rocks, 
shit, this thing's gonna this thing's gonna walk right in front of our car. <clears throat> but ne- thankfully, that didn't happen. But here's the but as if that all of that wasn't enough. Here's what really freaks me freaks me out is that this area where all this happened is literally only a 45 minute walk from a really busy intersection with restaurants and strip malls and a a college and everyday life that we know it. And it's only a 45 minute walk from where all this occurred. Very close to an urban area. I mean, that's, that's going to be pretty common. I mean, as even, you know, I mean, I'm basically from that part of the country myself. And mm-hmm. when you have, I mean, there's there, Eastern United States, there's towns everywhere, even in the middle of the mountains. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing that stuff like that can happen so close to there, but also yeah. too, what, you know, we, I don't know if you heard our last show that we just did with uh, Tim Swartz on Jeff the Talking Mongoose. You know, the I just listened cases. to this morning. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, from the 30s, correct? From the 30s, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you know, it uh, credits where credit is due. You know, Josh and Sarai have, and Tim have talked about this on Where Do the Road Go a lot. And this whole idea of like kind of like the wilderness poltergeist. I mean, you could everything you just said that happened, you could explain in that way too. You could say the structures mm-hmm. were built in in that way because poltergeists do that. Uh, the vocalizations, the sounds that could be you know that could come from a poltergeist. Like Jeff was in the Bell Witch, they were both speaking poltergeists. Uh, the rock throwing objects being thrown that could be also something else that could also be like a poltergeist as well so it's almost like you could explain that you could explain it just as easily as that without there being kind of like this physical creature and that's the kind of stuff that really fascinates me when there's that cross pollination there between the two Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's that's quite an experience yeah um and 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 it's this is, uh, and it's not on the Appalachian Trail. It's not even that far north Georgia. Yeah. Um, it, it's north Georgia, but not that north Georgia. Like pretty close <laughs> to the metro Atlanta area, I would assume. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you a general area. So if you want to look yeah. it up, you're more than welcome to. What I described this, what, of what just happened this past September happened just east of Emicolola Falls. Okay. And I'll I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. I got a good idea of where that is. Yeah. Hmm. So. Interesting stuff, Dan. Keep keep doing it. Keep going out there. We will. Maybe we'll. Uh, maybe we'll get out there with you and Bigfoot. Big, Bigfoot hunt. But we're bringing oh, rifles. I would love that. Hey, see if you can uh, see if you can get some audio, man. That'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. I'm sure you're documenting this all really good, anyways. But getting an audio clip of some shrieks or something that'd be that'd be wild. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm anybody who listens to this show tonight is gonna say is gonna say Dan is probably kicking himself, and you know what I am because now I've had two experiences where. You know, I, I, where I, I had a chance to record something and I didn't, you know, that first one, the very first thing that ever happened was 
that Yahoo Howl uh, up in North Georgia. That, but it was three o'clock in the morning, and I was half asleep, and I knew it was a creature. But I just went, turned around, and went back to sleep anyway. <laughs> and then, of course, on this particular one that happened just this past September, what I just described, um, I was so frightened. I, the last thing on my mind was pulling out a recorder, and you know, and and, and trying to. I just wanted to get the heck out of there so fast. Yeah, and you I'm know sure. what? I was uh, to be perfectly upfront. I was armed, and I still didn't feel safe yeah yeah, it's otherworldly yeah Yeah, it gave you this feeling of dread which is another interesting part of it oh it was awful i know there's all that talk about like the infrasound and how that like apparently these creatures give off infrasound but you know we were just talking about shadow people and hat men and all this kind of and the feeling of dread that comes from them you know could it be just as easily that the word it's man it's just fascinating Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. We're, we're going to get into and, this on the 250th episode with Josh and Tim a little bit, I think, because they're working nice. on their book right now about kind of more of a paranormal Bigfoot. Uh, um, do you guys know who you guys know who Ron Moorhead is? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Okay. You know, you know, the, the Patterson Gimlin film of 1967 is considered the best video footage of the creature, even though it's been 50 years, and I, in, in, which I completely agree with. And in, in my own opinion, I would say that the best audio recordings of these creatures was done by Ron Moorhead. And, um, That's the <clears> Sierra the sounds? The yeah, samurai the speak? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. weird, man. And, um, it's weird. It's and, weird uh, shit. <laughs> He, he came out with a book last year called Quantum Bigfoot, where he actually, in a very, I, it's going to sound a little weird, but in a, in a kind of an easy way, in an easy to understand way, he lays out in that book certain, physical, uh, certain quantum theory physics, um, how, that, how those creatures use vibration to explain some of the more supernatural characteristics associated with these creatures. And, uh, I found that extremely fascinating because I, I, I read excerpts of the book and, um, you know, at first I went into, I, I was reading it going, ah, I'm just going to end up throwing this away. And I did, I was extremely fascinated, especially, especially the way he lays it out. So if there's another option of trying to apply some sort of explanation to the more supernatural side of these things, you know, the, the, the quantum theory that he lays out in that book is really interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Maybe even look into getting him on the show. That's fascinating. Now, um, you'll have to forgive me for this, but there's a little bit more to the to that sighting or to that occurrence. Um, now, as I, I don't know if we got into this or not, but I am a uh, I am a very dedicated missing four one one follower. Yeah, I think we and talked I a little broke, bit about that, right? Yeah, yeah, we did, and I broke the most cardinal rule. I went back to that site oh, in North Georgia by myself, Uh-oh. and uh, I, I really wish I hadn't. And um, nothing that that stick structure was still there. Um, I didn't get rocks thrown at me. Um, I didn't get a whoop. But let me tell you what happened. This happened about a month. This was a month later. So now this is October of 2018. So not that long ago. But I broke the cardinal rule. I, I, I went by myself because I had to go back. And I wanted to I wanted to just get more, even though it frightened me. 
And um, I walk in. Uh, same thing happened. I wasn't that far. I was maybe a mile in this time. And um, what I heard scared me again. And what I heard was a tree knock. But here's the thing, Adam. This, if you've, if you've been in the woods for a lengthy part of time or for a good part of your life like I have, mm-hmm. you know what deadfall sounds like. Sure. Um, you, you know what a tree toppling over because it's you know overly weighted with snow or rain sounds like. But this sounded like two Louisville sluggers going at it. Um, it, it was it was like you know, yeah. and I, I I was of course I got super frightened, so I immediately turned around and headed back out. But the very last thing that happened is um, there's a there's a super sharp uh, curve in the trail where um, just before you get to to the uh, trailhead, or you know if you're going the other way. As soon as you get, as soon as you enter the trail, it's maybe a hundred yards, and there's a there's a, a ninety degree turn. Um, as I'm getting out of there, frightened out of my mind after after hearing that knock. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, right there at that ninety degree turn was a tree that had been twisted and bent, completely ninety degrees, that had not been like that, just a half hour before when I was there. So, um, so let me say this. Anybody out there is more than welcome to disagree with me. I don't have a problem with that. But when I went back there by myself, Adam, which I will never do again, I can say 100% I was being watched because something you had that feeling. Yeah. Well, now, well, in order to, to break that, to bend, to twist and bend that tree, some, something would have gotten, something would have had to flank me, go behind me, and get way ahead of me in order to do that. Because it, that tree was not like that when I entered the trail. But then all of a sudden as I'm exiting, it's, it's twisted and, and broken 90 degrees. So um, I, I, some, something was watching me, something was following me and, uh, I will never do that again, but, but, you know, alone, I'm sure I've been watched a lot and I just don't know it, but I'm sure as heck not going by myself anymore. So that's the, um, that, that's what happened in September and, and October of, uh, 2018. Okay. I got a question for you. Shoot. Do you see any correlation between this phenomenon with Bigfoot and Native American mounds? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I have to say I, I'm not as well-versed, and I should be, and that's something I'm going to work on. I am not well – I am not – as educated in many of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I'm not as educated in the native American traditions regarding the, the existence of this creature as I should be. As a matter of fact, I've always been one that would say they probably have more answers 
to what we're looking for with these creatures than we probably realize. I agree. We just haven't we haven't paid enough attention to and them. And a lot of it is probably yeah. more mystical and spiritual based than it is reality or, or physical reality right. based. Right. That's right. Um, what about you know, in, the, in proximity uh, to or or something like that? I think Adam's getting at that too. Yeah. In proximity to some old sites, graveyards, burial mounds, burial uh, plots, you know, all, stuff like that. Is there? Yeah. Is there anything? I, I, you see I, any relationship? I know. You know, um, I. Ah, gosh. I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, I, only because my knowledge base hasn't expanded that far quite yet into into that specific realm. I mean, one of the one of the largest creatures. At, you know, I don't know if you guys know about this, but one of the closest encounters with one of the largest creatures ever recorded was here in Georgia, uh, right behind a cemetery, um, in southwest. I'm sorry, in southeast Georgia, towards Savannah. Uh, this gentleman, this this creature came out of uh, um, uh, out of some super tall grass. And he was crouching down, and this guy basically almost ran right into his chest. I mean, he was literally only three feet away, and this creature stood about ten feet tall. And um, the guy was frightened, but the creature just looked at him and turned around and walked off. And this happened right behind the cemetery in southeast Georgia. Um, so there's an example there that, you know, where a creature may be inhabiting or um, maybe residing in some forest area that, that's near, a, 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 in this case, a, a cemetery rather than a Native American burial ground. The, the only... Um, the only other case that I researched was a gentleman in West Virginia who was building a log cabin for himself to have a place to stay during hunting season. And um, it, was, it was a progression where he started having activity um, as he was laying down the foundations of his log cabin and the more he kept working, the, the more activity kept progressing. You know, first there were sounds, then there were rocks being thrown at him. A week later, when he was, you know, putting up the logs, the more he kept building, the worse it kept getting. And um, apparently this, uh, when, he re when he reported this to uh, authorities, the authorities immediately said, well, you shouldn't be building that there because that's near a Native American uh, ground. Now, what that ground is for, I don't know. It could be burial. Uh, it could be something more along the lines of, of a, Nav a Native American place of worship. Um, so there, that's the only really good example that I know of, of where someone was infringing on a Native American burial site that apparently upset this creature. Yeah, good. That's that's real informative. Me and Adam have been kind of throwing around these ideas. Uh, there's a there's a this rare book. Uh, it's called the Rebirth of Pan, and uh, but it really goes into the um, the ideas of of these crypto creatures being uh, just some manifestations of uh, the the Earth spirit. He gets a little it gets a little new agey, but there's it's a real good compilation of of strange uh, crypto stuff and archaeological. 
Good old Jim Brandon. Oh, Dan, thank you so much, man. Um, my brain is fried after this. <laughs> that was some really good radio, though, man. I, I, yeah, we was. really like having you, you know, tell us the stories, and you're a really good storyteller. Well, we we had quite a few oh, good man. sound thank bites you. in this show, actually. So, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate. It. I love coming out with you guys. Oh, thank you. And hey, we're gonna we're gonna close the show out now. If you're cool with that, man. Yeah. So, um, just join us for that and uh, stay on the line for us. But uh, I want to thank Heidi Hollis for coming on, uh, Serfiel, you recording the show and uh, uh, having our backup system and all that. Yeah, backup, uh, backups for backups. We're going to, I'm not going to hedge my bets, but uh, we, we, we should have an interesting show for you next week. Yeah. So, um, but. We, we will be back next time, guys, for more conspiracy and paranormal goodness on Conspiranormal. And we didn't lose this show. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details